What up, people? You know who it is. This your favorite cousin. And this your player partner, the KYD. I'm glad you recovered that, bro. I thought you were about to slip up. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we are the Bare Naked Two Podcast. We are here today with one of our special cousins. Cousin, can you please introduce yourself? And my playground yourself. partner. I'm internationally known, nationally recognized, and locally accepted. Okay, okay. <laughs> My name is John Al Sawyer. I'm a certified professional life coach, relationships coach, here holding it down on the Bare Naked Truth Podcast. Appreciate y'all having me. All right, I'm right. here because we got a lot of Appreciate relationships stuff up, to ask. Let's get it in. Let's yeah. do it. All right, but before we go there. Oh, and uh, before we go any further, I want to give honor to God, man. You know, okay. it started out a beautiful morning, man. I want to start, you know, honoring him. Okay. Right. You know, before we go any further. All right. All right. Make sure I get my get my shares and I got to make sure the people know what's going down. For sure, for sure. Now, tell them about the gift card, man. Let them know what's all right, up. All right, all right, all right. Hey, look, it's like third show in a row that we still haven't got rid of that gift card. So, money on the table. hey, if y'all want free gas or whatever y'all want to spend it on. Yeah. Indeed that. Um, tap in, recite the phrase that pays into the live chat and have a chance to win. Be the first person mm -hmm. to tap in and recite it in the live chat and the gift card is yours. Once you hear the phrase though. Yes. Don't be doing it all prematurely and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But today was a good day, bro. You know, was, way over man. here seeing some stuff, man. I was... Uh, I was riding through the city. Okay. I seen a protest. Mmm. Yeah. Protest. A protest. And for those of you who don't know, uh, well, I think her name was Congress Congressman Mary, Mary Miller. Miller. Mary Miller. Yeah. She uh she went on a video today. Well, she went on a video one day this week and thanked her president Trump for saving white life. With SCOTUS overturned Roe versus Wade. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Now, I just want to say one thing before we get started with that. Ladies, I understand y'all upset. It's not all men, okay? It's the old white ones and the old black ones that's in charge of stuff. It ain't all men who feel this way. So before y'all start running around saying we all need to get vasectomies and all this, point your gun at the right target. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, my guy, how do you feel about the uh, the overturning of Roe versus Wade, though? Either one of y'all can answer. I don't care. Well, I think it was very unethical. Mm -hmm. and, you know, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. You know, um, mm -hmm. it set us back decades, Word. centuries, Okay, to be honest. You know what I mean? So, but there is still a... Where's sunshine though? Okay. Because it's, it can still be made legal or illegal on a state level. Right. So it's just federally has been overturned, but states can still opt in to ban it or keep it legal. Right, right. Well, I think you're mentioning a ray of sunshine, but there's going to be a whole hell of a lot of rain. Oh, yeah. Before you yeah. get to the sunshine. This, oh, yeah. is, this is the classic case of what four years of a presidency can do. The reality is the president doesn't hold a lot of power mm -hmm. per se, but the one thing that the president does do is appoint federal judges. 
And the one thing about being a federal judge is it's a lifetime, you know, role. Exactly. Like you're there until literally the wheels fall off of your life. Mm -hmm. So if you go back to when Obama was in the last year of his presidency and the Supreme Court opening came up with the death of Scalia and Congress basically sat on it and said, well, we're not going to even let you appoint anybody until the next president is elected. Then Trump got elected. Trump got two appointees. Then he got a third. That's made the difference in this decision. And the big concern that everybody should have is think about the women in your life. Think about all the women in your life. Just know this. There's a woman in your life right now that has had an abortion that you don't know. You don't know that she had it, but she did. And let me tell you, there's more than one. That being said, there are other groups of people that should be very, very concerned. If you're in a same-sex relationship, you should be concerned. If you're in a same-sex marriage, you should be concerned. If you're in an interracial marriage, you should be concerned. Because all these things can also be overturned now. Now well, that we've seen I don't seen think this, the interracial relationship is going to be overturned. Oh, it's not going to get touched because Clarence Thomas got a white wife. Bingo. <laughs> bingo. Bingo. <laughs> there, there's your answer right there. Bing bong. We, we're not, we, not going to even have to deal with that on that part. But it's, it's sad. Because these dudes lied. When they went up for nominations, they told everybody who would listen, we're not touching abortion, we're not touching abortion, we're not touching abortion. And the first chance they got to touch it, they put their hands all over it. So just be mindful of that. And be mindful of all the implications that are going to come with it. Because it's not just, abortion isn't just the issue here. It's abortion it's foster care, it's orphans, it's right. all these... Yes, contraceptives. It's yeah. all these things that are going to be part of this discussion now. So, you know... That's going to become a, a major factor. Right. So, know, so, yes, it can be regulated at the state level, and certain states have made it known that they will, you know, protect certain companies have gone out the way. Places like Disney and Dick Sporting Goods have said that they will actually pay the costs for abortion expenses, if someone has to travel out of state to get an abortion, they'll pay for that for their employees. So that's a big thing. But, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be something. Uh, me and Q was having a conversation over there, and he brought up a good point that I wanted to address about that. Uh, you know, some states being legal, some still being illegal. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of the possible prerequisites that they could put on on these abortion things. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You want to tell, tell, tell the people what you so, talk about, brother? So the know. conversation that we were having was, um, you know, if they make it illegal in some states, can you travel to another state and actually have the abortion? Now, to, to, with that, would you have to have proof of residency? You know, they might add all these, you know, extra, you know, stipulations in it. You might have to have proof of residency, you know, before you can actually apply for the abortion. So basically saying you're not going to live in Virginia, let's say if it's illegal here, and you're not going to travel to Carolina and just be like, bam, I'm going to get this procedure and go back. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Well, it's going to be a state-by-state state thing because a place like California, for example, if you can get there, mm-hmm. you can get it. Yeah. It don't matter where you're from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be, yes, it's going to come down to state-by-state, state, and that's the way they're 
couching the argument. They're saying, well, we want to let the states decide. No, that's not really what, what you're trying to do, but mm-hmm. n- nice window dressing. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> nice window dressing. <laughs> and then also, like, I was wondering, um, you know, if you think they have stipulations for those, um, you know, where they may have, like, birth defects, babies not being fully formed, um, you know, people who are, you know, victims of, you know, some kind of sexual crime or something like that. But then I was thinking too, like, what if the states require you to show proof if you said, oh, well, you know, I was assaulted. You're like, okay, well, we need the police report. Yeah. Because, yeah, cause, yeah, cause <laughs> you know I, what I mean? I've been saying this to anyone who will listen. When you talk about um, exceptions for rape and incest, rape is a crime. Mm-hmm. So that has to go through adjudication. That has to go through court and whatnot. Yeah. Like, you can't just walk in and say, I've been raped. I've been raped, you, you yeah. The abortion. Mm-hmm. In the case of incest, you can't say, you know, my uncle raped me. Mm-hmm. Like, I had sex with my uncle. There's a baby as a result of this. You can't determine that until you get a DNA test done and things of that nature. Yeah. So, though, that doesn't really make sense in the grand scheme of it all in mm-hmm. terms of if, if you're outlawing it, you're outlawing it. If you're saying, well, in cases of rape and incest, those things have to be adjudicated and proven first. Mm-hmm. So there's that's a slippery slope. Now you could probably miss a window waiting for the system to uh, waiting for the system to determine. Well, you talk. I mean, you talk about places that say that you can't get an abortion after six weeks. Six weeks is two weeks after a misperiod. Mm-hmm. And I I know people with period trackers, and I know people with wackadoo bodies that don't have you know regular menstrual cycles. Right, so right, right. how would how would they deal with that? Yeah. Right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I just think all in all, man, you know, I think we all agree they should have just left alone. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and let the woman determine what they want to do. Because at the end of the day, well, bro. I feel like no one, man, anyone should tell a woman to, what to do with her body. Mm-hmm. You know, her body is her body. It's her decision. I agree. You know, so mm-hmm. I disagree with all of that. Yeah. Free guns enslave women's bodies basically right right you right. know the, the guns can go freely but when it comes down to a woman's body we have to control that it's i find it fascinating just as his last thought i find <laughs> i find it fascinating that that group that side of the ledger so to speak mm-hmm. is all about government should be out of the lives of the people the government shouldn't be involved in the lives of the people. The people should have the right to make decisions for themselves, mm-hmm. except if you're a woman and you have a vagina. So here's the thing. We have, though. Right. <laughs> we have the right to, to bear arms, but not, not while being naked. Right. Yeah, basically. If that makes any sense to y'all. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it's, it's a sad state of affairs at the end of the day. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it makes no sense to me, but, you know, men are going to men sometimes. Certain men. Yeah. Don't blame all of us. No, not all of us. I was not in the office when they made that decision. Right. It's but see, I think it's I was I think on the bathroom it's, break. It's all of a form of control, man. They mm-hmm. want to control the American people. You know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. It's just sad to me that we live in a country where we have so many groups of people that need allies. Mm. Like black people, we need allies. Mm-hmm. Gays, lesbians, transgender, they need allies. Right, yeah, right. Now women more than ever need allies. I've noticed a lot. And I'm guilty as charged, but I guess I'm making up for it by being here now. Mm-hmm. When when you saw oh, this when you saw this go down, the women of Facebook and the women of social media are up in arms. 
Oh, yeah, up, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you're not seeing as many men up in arms. Because let me tell you something. If men had to have the babies in this country, there would be an abortion clinic on every street corner in America. <laughs> well, let's It'd keep be, it real. It would be next to McDonald's, Jack. Let's keep it real. A lot of these women are having abortions because of y'all. Someone wanted to keep the child. You like no, and they like, well, you know what, bump it. Let's just, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I tell you what, boy, y'all dudes gonna have some sexual accountability now because your side chick well, is pregnant. She can't get rid of her, so you better make sure you're on your yeah, game. Because the fact of the matter is, even if the abortion is what one would consider to be the logical decision, mm-hmm. it's never the easy decision. No, I don't. I don't know any woman who's ever had an abortion who speaks about it publicly goes. Man, I just went and got and that a, thing done and got it over with. Right, right. It, in a positive manner. Know right. me up in here. Right, right. <laughs> right. No, no one is bigging it up like it's the fun thing to do. So people should understand that, that even if it is the logical decision, it's never, never an easy decision. And as I say this to all the men folk, I say it once again. Treat it like you at church when they say turn to your neighbor and then turn to your other neighbor. Uh-huh. Look, Go to a room of 100 women. A third of them, at minimum, a third of them have had an abortion, whether you know it or whether you don't. Right. Mm-hmm. I believe it. So, man, in all conclusion, they should have left it alone. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to dwell on that too long because we got a lot of relationship stuff we got to ask you today, my guy. Preach Church Tabernacle. I hope you're ready. <laughs> I hope you're ready. Da, da, da. I stay ready so I don't have to get ready. There okay. you go. That's what I like to hear. You, you understand me? All right. Uh, well, question number one. All right, let's go. There it Section is. eight. What is the communication breakdown Uh-oh. between men and women? Communication breakdowns typically happen when people don't listen to learn and they listen to respond. Most of the time when you find yourself in a stalemate in a conversation with communication, it's because you're you're more willing to be right than you are to be happy. Okay. And sometimes you just sometimes you just get into a conversation, you get to a point where you just have to go, you know what? Do I want to get out this conversation unscathed or do I want to make my point and be right? And oftentimes what and happens is the desire to be right trumps the desire to, to be make happy. your point. Right. And like I said, you're listening, you're not even listening to learn, you're listening to respond. You already mm-hmm. you're listening and you're preparing the argument, you're preparing the rebuttal in your head. So it means you're not even paying attention to what's being said. Yep. Most of the time it just comes down to that. Just pay attention, damn it. Exactly. That's it, man. Like <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I mean, it's simple. It's simple. At the end of the day, like, hit yes. and hit, and I do think that there is something to be said about the differences in how mm-hmm. individual sexes communicate. I think sometimes, I'll be honest. I think women over complicate men. Right. We, so, we, man, look, we're look, not. Look, 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 look. I'm not going to. Look. I think. I think sometimes women overcomplicate men. Like we. Sometimes we just need the simple, straight answer. We're mm-hmm. That's it. Cause men are simple creatures. We are simple creatures. Yeah. And like you just said, we are fixers. We are here to fix things. Mm-hmm. That's, right. That's that's what we are designed for. But see, I want to. I want to take it a step further. And this All is right. what I tell. A lot of my female friends and stuff like this. And they be like, well, I don't understand, man. I said, let me tell you something. Men are simple. Mm-hmm. Well, how so? I said, Saturday come around, right? Mm-hmm. This man said, all I'm going to do is go get me some beer, 
I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch the game. That's it. Simple. Sounds mm-hmm. like my life. Simple. <laughs> right? That's all he wanted to do. But now here you come with your plans for what he need to do on this Saturday. Right, right. Oh, I need him to cut the grass. He need to come with me to my mama house. He need to go with me here. He need to do this. And it's like, no, I just want to watch the game. I've right. been working all week. I just come want to relax. Come with a whole honey-do list. Yeah. Well, the, the, the honey-do list is fine, but use as few words as possible when you're dealing with men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Use as few words as possible. Sometimes you take us all around the mulberry bush. And, yep. you know, we go around your elbow to get to our asses, and that, that doesn't help. Just, right, right. Just be simple, be direct, right. and, and that can go a long way. Yep. I mean, but I think, but like I said, I think communications primarily break down because there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser. And when you have that winner versus loser mentality, yeah. you're going to fight to be the winner. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's going to take that. Car. Right. That's, that's going to take that conversation. <laughs> All around the woods. Yep, so, yeah. yeah. So, look, like me and my ladies say, stop circling the airport and just land the damn plane. Mm-hmm. Land the plane. <laughs> yeah. Just land the damn plane. I already bought it. Yeah. Just, just come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I do oh, I do think that there are some times that men struggle with that listening piece. Like, I think because oftentimes you have to think of what's being said, what's not being said, and find the river that runs underneath. Yeah. Because there's there's always something that's going on on the surface, and there's always a river that runs underneath in the conversation. And mm-hmm. sometimes what your lady, if you're talking to the men, mm-hmm. sometimes what your lady is saying is more based on what she isn't saying. And you have to be mindful of that. But that takes lots of communication. It takes lots of understanding. Yeah. It takes lots of knowledge. It, it takes knowing who you're dealing with. But yeah. see, I shouldn't have to sit there and just... Just continuously think. What is she trying to say? What is she not saying? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Right. When I don't need to break the Vinci's code, just say it. You know what I'm saying? Especially (laughs) if you interrupt me while I'm watching the game. You don't care about the water under the bridge. You will break the Vinci's code to get your damn peace of mind. (laughs) If you you want, if you want to get to the side, if you want to get, if you want to get to the third quarter, you will crack that code. See, but look. I'm that man. I'll stop watching the game to see what she got to say. You understand what I'm saying? You'll pause. See, I'll pause a, it. I'll pause it. I'll stop for a moment. You'll pause it and you'll stay say. on social media so you don't find out something that happened while you've been on pause. Uh, <laughs> well, see, here's what, here's what happened too with a lot of us dudes, man, is that when that happens, it's like once they start talking and we start deciphering in our mind that it's some BS, we just phase it out. Like, yeah. See, but okay, there's your first mistake. Your first mistake is that you qualified it as BS. Mm-hmm. It's important enough to her to mention. Right. So if it's important enough for her to for mention, her, it's yeah. not BS to her. Now, if you treat it like BS and you give that BS energy off, mm-hmm. she gonna feel that and she gonna come with the fire. Right. Then, right. then you then you can't watch your game at all. Mm-hmm. So what you have to <laughs> what? Like you have to recognize. So is that a two way street though? It's absolutely a two way okay, street, but you have to as long as it's out there. Oh no. It's, okay. For example, I got an eight year old daughter at home. Okay, mm-hmm. she can walk in a room, and based on the time of day, I know what's getting ready to come out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. So before she even talks, she'll come in the room and go, "Daddy, I'll go. I'll get you something in a few minutes." Right. And she'll go, "How'd you know what I was gonna say?" Uh, I talk to you all the time. Yeah, I know you. I know how your mind works, yeah. and I know what time it's. So I think. So, but so again, if you know the person that you are dealing with. Man. Mm-hmm. 
But then see, you know what's coming before it comes. And you should know not to treat it as BS if you don't want to get handled. Right. <laughs> but right. would that be and different that, between our kids, though? Because sometimes, you know, your kids can call you like, I know for me. Hmm? When my kids call me, they want something. Because they don't call me enough, though. Hey, daddy, what you want? Well, how do you know? Because I already know you only call me when you want something. What you want? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you kind of know. Right. You know. So look. Oh, so, I, so I'm said, spoiled because my daughter would just come in the room and tell me she loved me and walk out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm. She spoiled. young though. Yeah. Wait, wait till yeah. you get older. Don't spoil the dream That's the for me. That's the daughter I have. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> wait till no, they turn hey, into teenagers. He's not spoiling. He's just giving wait you a they heads turn up. Teenage. They still up. love you, but yeah. you should know they love you. But you still, they need something from you. You know. I stay ready. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. But but yeah, when it comes down to communication, you just have to know who you're dealing with and you have to know who you're interacting with and make sure that the communication is, is where it needs to be. But you mm-hmm. mind you, you just it, it, it's all about knowledge and it's all about respect. It's right. all about, you know, and, and keep look, those ears open. And look, respect is the number one rule. You have to respect mm-hmm. one another. It's the lubricant know? for a successful relationship. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, yes, you, sir. you can't so, love someone you don't respect. So with that being said, this next question, mm-hmm. what does a healthy relationship consist of? Well, I think that depends on the individuals. I mean, because what's healthy to you may not be healthy to that person over right. there. Okay. I think the first thing that has to happen when it comes to relationships is you've got to kind of set things up early. Mm-hmm. I think you have to have yeah. I think you have to have some conversations in advance. I'm actually working on a book. And I'll be, you know, finishing that up soon. And you know about the book. So yes, sir. I'll be finishing that up soon. And when that happens, maybe I'll come back and talk about it. But okay. I think that you have to set up some things early and in advance. Have conversations early and in advance. Because what happens too often is you get down the road in a relationship. And things that you didn't know were a big deal become a big deal. Mm. And you go, well, I didn't know that about you. Well, you didn't ask. And I didn't. And there is a thing about, you know, known unknowns, and you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So you have to ask. You have to have those kinds of conversations. Like, for example, there should be a conversation very early in the relationship about sex. What does sex look like? What does it involve? Do you do this? Do you do that? Do you want this? Do you want that? Mm-hmm. We get so caught up in being polite and not wanting to spoil the fun and spoil the experience that we don't deal with these things from the beginning and then they become nightmares later. Did you read my cue cards before we started? Man, (laughs) Man, he said, because that was one of my questions. Do relationships fail because we don't have those hard conversations in the beginning? Right, right. I I, see. Look, but see, here's here's the thing with that, though. When you're communicating with a certain in particular person, man, you know, they can... They could be telling you what you want to hear, you know what I mean? Because they want what they want. You know but, what I mean? But, but to be honest, most of the time, if you ask directly, you will get a direct answer, especially early on. See, you should look... I don't think I, so. I would say it like this. I agree. Dealing with it early isn't a negative. It's a sign of grace. Mm-hmm. It's a sign of grace because it's kind of like this. And, and I say this, And I say this all the time. Think about like your favorite restaurant Mm -hmm. and think about your favorite meal at that restaurant. Mm -hmm. You like it the way you like it. Like, for example, I'm a very clean eater. So like when it comes down to a burger, I just want a burger with ketchup and cheese, maybe some bacon. That's it. Mm -hmm. If I go through the drive through and my order isn't right, 
I go back through the drive-thru and get my order right. And I get my order right based on the fact that when I was at the speaker and they asked me, can I take your order? I said, can I get a cheeseburger with bacon and ketchup only? I made it known what I wanted. So I didn't get what I wanted. So I went back around to get what I want. Why don't we treat relationships the same way? That's for lettuce and pickles. Right. Because one thing about me, if the, because what you have to understand is that there's two things in relationships. You have like irritants and deal breakers. Yeah, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, pickles on my burger is an irritant. Yeah, but if you're I allergic pick, to pickles. But if I'm allergic to pickles, right? that's a deal breaker. <laughs> yeah. yes. You, yes. Have to, you have to think of the characteristics of your mate. Mm-hmm. As either an irritant or a deal breaker. Like, if you are allergic to a certain type of drama, and you know this person brings that type of drama, that's an allergy. That's going to be, like, <laughs> one thing is just an annoyance. Look at the scratch of this shit. <laughs> well, you're like, hits, boy. Make well, you make me itch, nigga. Think about it. Well, think about it like this. One thing just one thing just ruins your day. The other thing takes you to the hospital. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. What? I don't go to the house because of you, man. And, and, and you laugh. And I'm not trying to go to the hospital. I don't spend enough time there. And you laugh, but a bad. Re- but a difference between a bad conversation and a bad relationship can be the difference between a right. conversation and the hospital. Right, right. Because there, there are men and women who have gone to the hospital. Yeah. Over a bad relationship, well, so I just think, a bad conversation. So yeah. I do think mm-hmm. that there is something to be said. Mm-hmm. About getting things out in the open immediately. That way, if you look like, if if dude like for example, if you a chick and you don't like a man who's not clean cut, mm-hmm. he's not clean kept. If by a certain amount of time you see that that's what it is, it's a sign of grace to say to that man, "This ain't gonna work out. Mm-hmm. We gonna shake hands. We gonna be cool. So forth and so on." And you keep it pushing. I'm not going to waste your time because it's going to be a waste of your time because I'm just not into you. Right. And it's fine to say that. It's, it's fine. But but you know what? For some people, it's not fine for them to accept it. Some people don't want to accept it. And some yeah. people like the science project, though. They may be like, like, they may see it and be like, okay, well, you know, but I could change this person. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Righteous. Righteous. And I feel like that's where the fail comes in there, too. Yeah. Like, it becomes like a challenge. It becomes a challenge. Yeah. Like, I'm going to just use me for example. Mm-hmm. If... I was out there dating, and I keep a full beard, mm-hmm. and I'm dating a woman who made like a dude with a shaved face. Right. And then she's like, okay, but I can change it. No, you can't. No, you can't. My beard going to go when I say it go, not because you want it go. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? It can, but, but you have to think of change in three phases. Mm-hmm. There's the whole world, your world, you. Mm-hmm. Those are the three reasons why you make a change. The whole world tells you you need to change, so by force, you change. Mm-hmm. Your world, the world you're around, the people you hang out with, deal with, right. interact with, which is a smaller number than the whole world, they cause a facilitation of change. In both of those cases, something outside of you facilitated the change. Mm-hmm. So therefore, there's going to be anger, hurt, resentment, all those things that go along with it. Right. The third phase of change is you. You decide to make the change. Now, when you make that change, it works out because you are all in because you decide I, I want to fix this. I want to solve this. I want to do this. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you're right. If someone tries to make you change, it's probably not going to work out. So if you're thinking about trying to change somebody, think, 
what category does that fall in? Because if that person doesn't wake up in the morning and decide on their own, under their own faculties and their own mindset that they wish to make the change, mm -hmm. then, you know, don't pass go and don't collect 200. Righteous. I agree. Righteous. Okay. You know what I mean? Come on, bro. You done closed the book. You done already? No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> I thought we was going question for question. I, I know. Who that was my last question. Was last yes, okay. No, Come on, on. Yeah, I need you to get on point. I, I, I slip up. Hey, I need you to get on point. He looked at my cue card and answered one of them. I was like, oh, I'm man. looking like, did I screw up? <laughs> no, you no, good. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. His old ass did. We just like go back and forth. That's all. Let's go. Let's go. All right, so. My next question is, how often should couples reevaluate their relationship expectations and stances? Yes. yes. For me personally, and I it's changed constantly. I'll be honest. I talk to my woman probably every other month. Every other month, we really have a sit-down, state-of-the-union address mm -hmm. type conversation. What's working? What isn't working? What are we, what are we doing? Hold, what on, is, hold on. I don't mean to cut you off. Did you say state-of-the-union? <laughs> it's damn near state-of-the-union. <laughs> Like and, and broadcast live. <laughs> it, yeah, it's yeah. like my fellow couple mate. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, about every other month we really have a state of the union address. I mean, yeah, it's good. You, it's needed. You man. change your oil on your car three months or three thousand miles. You know that you have to change the oil on your vehicle just to keep it going. Mm -hmm. Why not change the oil in your relationship and keep that going? And see, mm -hmm. that, so some people don't see it though. Because well, a lot of people and a lot of those people end up saying when it started. It's like, okay, well, this is what I told you from the start. And it's like, yeah, but as we grow, yeah. we change. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just like you don't use the same dialect now in 2022 that you was using in 2001. Right. Well, but some people look at it like, well, this is what it was, you know, and it should just stay this way. And I'm like, it should be modifications. Here's the easiest way to solve that problem, mm -hmm. the, the easiest way to look at it. Think about the fact of your relationship as a daily renewal. Like every single day your mate chooses to be with you and that renews every, every 24 hours. Every day you open your eyes. So every if, day you, you open your eyes. if you get yeah, complacent true. about that, mm -hmm. things will work the way that they're going to work. Whether Like making no choice is a choice. Mm -hmm. So if you don't make the choice to do the maintenance, that's a choice. And just like a car. Yeah. If you choose not to change the tires, if you choose not to look at them, if you choose don't not to change the oil, don't get mad when it blows up. Don't get mad when it blows up. So when you're looking at your relationship, if you just treating it like, oh, it's running on autopilot, everything is all good. Everything's good, yeah. You, you the know, car started, let's roll. Yeah. Car started, yeah. let's roll. No, that's not. You, you're dealing with a human being. Right. Mm -hmm. And human beings change. What was, what was right in your relationship six months ago may not be right in your relationship today based on changes that have happened in the world. I mean, let's face it. COVID has done more to alter our personal relationships than we have seen, you know, in our society in an awful long time. Yeah, you had a lot of... to be at home with this person. And you learn things about them that you maybe didn't pay a whole lot of attention to, but mm -hmm. because it was in your face on a regular basis, now you had to deal with that. So now you got to make adjustments. So I would say regular maintenance, regular check-ins, and it don't have to be state of the union. I mean, I do. we do the state of the union every couple of months, mm -hmm. but every, I mean, every day, like... For one thing, my woman can walk in the door with a look on her face a certain way, and I'll just go, what's wrong? And mm -hmm. she'll go, nothing. And then later on in the evening, she goes, you know, when I walked in the room, when I walked in the door, I knew, based on the way you were looking at me, that you were going to ask me 
what was wrong. Mm -hmm. Just be, just because we're constantly well, checking in, checking in, right. checking in. Well, look, I, um, I was once told years ago, and I'm learning now, you know, when it comes to your loved ones, especially your significant other, you know, when you wake up in the morning, you can't live for self anymore. You got to wake up and say, hey, what is it that I can do to serve my significant other? You know, just the same way as your children. You wake up and you serve your children, you know what I mean? You have to wake up, cook for them, and do whatever. But you have to do the same thing for your significant other as well. You can't wake up and say, uh, I need to do this. I need to do this for me today. I need to do that for me. You know what I mean? You have to be able to wake up to serve your significant other. You, you have to live for them. I think the primary store, right? Well, I think the primary service. Well, they supposed to be able to do the same for you as well. No, I'm saying, and that creates what the I'm balance. saying is the balance of... Yeah, it's good to do that for them, but sometimes you have to wake up and say, look, I need to tend to this for self today. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's okay. That's okay. okay, okay. But, you know, uh, you know, majority of it, though, you say, hey, I need to live for my significant other. What can I do to assist them today? Mm -hmm. You know, what can I do to serve them today? Like, I woke up this morning, I knew my girls was downstairs, and they were hungry, so I'm like, let me get up fix them something to eat you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's just something that's natural and if you know and if you live like that with your significant other and she's doing the same then that's the balance but if you got a selfish individual mm -hmm. you know that's all about themselves and just have you there because they're comfortable with you being there because that's what that's they want the problem yeah, that's going to create well, the problem. Yeah. Well, relationships are symbiotic things. They all work interconnected yes, with right. each other. So right. it's you and your mate, and it's you and your mate and your kids. But then you also have to be mindful of you as the individual. You can't get lost in being part of a combination, being part of this duo, being part mm -hmm. of this relationship. But I think the biggest key, as we go back to what was previously mentioned, complacency is a silent killer, but it's efficient. Complacency is efficient. You will hear a lot of relationships end and the couples will speak and they'll go, they just stop caring. Yeah. They just stop paying attention. They stop doing the little things. It's And it's not always the big grandiose things. Mm -hmm. It's the little things that you, you have to do. I mean, it's the little conversations that you have to have. It's not always about is he cheating or is she cheating. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just about are we okay? You know, mm -hmm. we, you know. You, you you have to do the little things, the little maintenance, you know? I mean, yeah, you had to change the tires, and, but sometimes you have to, you know, recharge the AC, too. Right. That's not as hard as a thing to do, but it is a thing that needs to be done. So I amen, think, amen. but I think a lot of relationships end because of the complacency, because you just, you get too comfortable. Mm -hmm. You get too familiar. Everything is going the same and is the same. And when you find yourself in a relationship at that place, that's the moment where you have to have the conversation. That's the moment where you got to go, okay, we're we going to pull this car over to the side right now because we're on cruise control. Mm -hmm. We're just going down the street. And I know a lot of people that have died on the road because it's 2 a.m., they have sleep, and the car's on cruise control. Mm -hmm. And that's how relationships can die sometimes. Okay. It's late in the day. You, 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 you're just kind of going about your business. And the car's on cruise control. The relationship is on cruise control. Gotcha. So you just have to pull the car over and go, okay, let's splash some water on my face. Let's have yeah. a conversation. You know, you yeah. you just have to be able to communicate with your mate. Yeah. 
That's it. You know, I think also the minute you have an inkling that something is up, don't be afraid to to speak on that. Like, hey, we don't talk about this now because yeah. right now it's just, you know, a, a, a little cut. We're not bleeding out yet. Mm-hmm. But if you leave it alone, that little cut become like wound, that wound become a gash. Mm-hmm. Then that gash and needs then, stitches. And then that, and it becomes infected. Then it becomes infected. Yeah. And once it becomes infected, then you got a whole other set of circumstances to deal with. Mm-hmm. You think a bunch of small problems can lead up to that too. Because you know, in relationships, especially when you're with somebody for a long time, you may be like, you know, all right, small cut, paper cut. All right, small cut. Then that's so you know it's 500 small cuts. And it's like, mm-hmm. If you got five hundred small, <laughs> if you have five hundred small cuts, then your relationship wasn't as solid as you think it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, if you yeah, but I mean, you know how it is. Because sometimes it's like you know you may let little stuff slide, and then somebody may say, "Well, such and such." Then you like, "Oh hell." You know what I mean? Now oh, it was like, if, if you say that, then you didn't let it slide. You ready to let everything just no, bubble he, out he's now? Saying it to himself. Yeah, but 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 <laughs> yeah, still you're, you're saying uh, you let it slide, you but you didn't let it slide. You know, just, just you stored it. You know, I mean, look, I've been with my wife for 17 years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there's a lot of mistakes I made. There's a lot of things I got right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of mm-hmm. mistakes she made. A lot of stuff she got right too. So these are just questions I'm asking because you know some people who may not have been in a relationship like I have would be like, well, wow, how did this happen? You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, it's a lot that goes behind it. It's not just, we've been together for 17 years and everything hunky-dory. Like, no, you got to put work See, but, see, but, and again, this is where I talk about the river. takes work, man. This is where I talk about the river that runs underneath. Most of the time, the problem isn't the problem. Most of the time, the problem is a small thing that you make a big thing because you don't want to deal with the big thing. Humans don't like to deal with big things. We don't want to mm-hmm. deal with, you know, quite frankly, big shit. Especially as men, we just be like, we ain't trying to deal with that. Man, so right, right. you will. Fix it now, fully. So know, instead fully. of dealing with that big thing over there, you will fixate on that teeny tiny thing mm-hmm. right there. Or you'll add up teeny tiny things to avoid dealing with the big thing. Mm-hmm. So typically, there's so a bigger thing. Like, what's, what's the cause of that? Is that just, you know, mental laziness? Humans or? don't like pain. For the most part, humans don't like pain. Like there is, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're, they're, laziness. laziness, man. It's yes. mental laziness. Because look, you know, with laziness. the pain, if you want love, then you have to deal with pain. You know, you can't have pain without love. You can't have love without pain. So you're gonna have to be able to balance both. I I choose to think about it. No, like, you want more love than pain. Well, of course, I, I, I mean, choose. Of course, but no, I'm saying. Right. I mean, right. more love than pain. I mean, of course, everybody wants more love than pain, but the pain is going to be there. That that's something that you're going to have to coexist with. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. I'm. I'll say it just like this, and I'll say this because we men and we are men of African American descent. Okay. Okay. There is a widespread thought that we don't like to go to the doctor. <laughs> and we don't we don't like to go to the doctor. Why? Because we ain't trying to hear the result. Because that result equals pain. That result equals, and it's not even necessarily a physical pain. Well, it's a mental pain. Here, surgery sucks. Hold on. Can I admit some here? What's up? I don't mind going to the doctor, but it ain't because of the pain. It's just because that shit time consuming. Well, that's yeah, a, well, that's a pain. Hold on, let me go here. That, that, yeah. Hold on. That, that's that's right. your pain. Right. So it's not... <laughs> but but uh, no, you, you are avoiding that process. You're yeah. avoiding that pain. Yeah. So, so pain ain't always an ouchie. Yeah. Pain can be a cost of time. 
You may say right. it's lazy, but it's a cost. There's a pain associated with okay. that. Mm -hmm. I say all the time, the surgery sucks. Mm. Like no one goes, yay, surgery. And when, it comes, and when it comes <laughs> in the aftermath, oftentimes can even be worse than the surgery because the surgery, you sleep. You get up and the aftermath of that is, you know, God awful. But the result at the end is you're better having had it done. So when it comes down to it, we, in relationships, we take these things that are painful, and oftentimes, especially men, especially men, we cross our fingers and just hope it works itself out. Mm -hmm. Now, a woman may sit and stew and be upset and be agitated because she may have already told you two, three times about it and you just weren't listening. Man may be sitting somewhere just going, it'll go away, it'll go away, it'll go away. And essentially, what you could have had surgery for and been out for a week, you're now out for six months mm -hmm. because you waited and took your damn time instead of just handling that. Mm -hmm. I'm so, prime example. You're looking at yeah. the prime example yep. right yeah. here. Hey, that's currently in the moment. Yeah. Currently <laughs> in the moment. Because I was one of them dudes that didn't want to go to the doctor and handle the stuff like you were supposed to. But as I got older, you know, I realized, hey, a lot of things happen to dudes my age, so let me go. Mm -hmm. And... Like, I just got to have surgery on my shoulder in March. Mm -hmm. But I injured my shoulder back in, like, 2013, 2014. And what was the reason why you didn't go? Man, it'll go away. Yeah, and years like, later now, I'm still like, man, I'm paying to go away. And wife be like, bro, it ain't went nowhere. What you going to do? And, and, what happen, and what happens with men, oftentimes, is they'll look at the problem and they'll go, it'll go away. And it did. Also, your woman went away. Well, she's still here. <laughs> <laughs> she's still here. She ain't going away. Well, she ain't going nowhere. Now, if you don't mind me asking, uh, of course. How long have you been with your lady? Uh, six, six years. Six years. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, uh, it, it's it has been by far the easiest relationship I've ever been in in my life. Because of age wise, or just you know, because of where you're at now, as compared to um. Before? You know, you know, first knowing the difference. And so uh, first, you say it's been the easiest relationship you had in your life by far. Blessings, blessings by far. Hey, I think every man, you know, search for that. Right. Every um, man. To, to answer the question, it should be easy. Yeah, I'm older now, mm -hmm. so you know that that goes into it. Um, she's very mature, and she's just easy to deal with. Like, there's just no other way to say it. Like. You know, we complement each other very well, and we make the relationship a priority. Right. It, it is a priority for us to be together and to work on it and to sustain it and to, to hold it down. So, okay. yeah. So, would you consider her uh, uh, alpha female? No. Mm -mm. Okay. So, no. that leads into my next question. Mm -hmm. Are relationships doomed? Are relationships doomed with an alpha, alpha female? In the mix. No more than it's doomed if it's an alpha male in the mix. Really? Okay. Well, yeah. Awesome. No. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> no. No. I mean... Okay. I mean, to say it's doomed means that it's like dead on arrival. And, right, right, and right. no. No. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a strong, confident, out front, forward, alpha female. No more than it's not bad for a strong, confident, never was, alpha, never alpha is, male. Never will be. I mean, at the same time, th the only issue with that, and that can be quickly resolved, is just having conversations. That's it. That's, that's Under all it takes communication. Because, right? because, for example, in my relationship, would I consider my woman to be an alpha female? No. Do I consider that there are points in the relationship where she takes the lead? Yes. 
-hmm. And it's just a natural understanding of that's your jam. That ain't my jam. Mm -hmm. You got it. I'm good with it. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that whole, when you get into the alpha thing, as long as it doesn't, it doesn't turn into competition. As long as it doesn't turn into a discussion of I have to be dominant over you or you have to, you know, subjugate yourself to me. Right. As long as it doesn't become that conversation, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just That's, like it's like being on any team. It's like being on a on a team in sports. Right. There are moments That's where I need from. you to take the lead, mm -hmm. you to get the points. Mm -hmm. Then there may be a moment where I need you to play lockdown defense. And that's just the way that works. Because at the end of the day, we're chasing the same goal. Mm -hmm. We're chasing the ring. We're Whether it's the championship the ring or the wedding the, the, the ring, we're, we're chasing, chasing the ring. Right. That's what it's supposed right. to be. That's where it's supposed to be. But again. That's when it works correctly. Yes, sir. When it's, when it's a team. Yeah. But, but, you're, but again, this circles back to what was said earlier. So you so have to have. used to be in Russell Westbrook. They just want the stats. They don't care about the win. But, but, but this isn't a problem if you have these conversations in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you have the conversation, you have these understandings in the beginning, then this doesn't come up as a conversation later. Because if you see in the beginning that that's what is being created, you come to that decision of, okay, this ain't going to work because there's going to be certain moments when I'm going to need this and he's not going to provide me this. Right. Or I'm going to need this and she's not going to provide me this. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it is a sign of grace. I can't repeat this enough. Yeah. It's a sign of grace to look that per look at that other person and go, you know what? You're not right for me and I'm not right for you. Yes. And that's okay. That's okay. We're not a fit. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there, there are many things in life that are right for somebody else and not right well, for, for you. you. Yeah, yeah. Relationships are no different. We treat the relationships different because they're people. Mm -hmm. And it goes to that, well, maybe they can change. Maybe they can adapt. Maybe I can adjust. Maybe I can do this. Maybe I can do that. You wouldn't have that conversation if it was something you were putting in your body. Yeah. You would get what you wanted. You wouldn't settle for anything but what you wanted, and that would be the end of it. You go, I get what I yes, want to pay for. Yes, love. So... And those words should match those actions. That's Absolutely. It. That's it. Absolutely. But but you you have to be, be an action Jackson. Well, you gotta be ready to stand in your truth in both directions. Mm -hmm. You have to be ready to stand in your truth and what you said you're gonna do, and you have to be ready to stand in your truth that you are accepting of what they're going to do. Right. Because what when you talk about well, maybe they'll change, maybe I can change them. To me, I call that the stripper myth. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by the stripper myth is like if you're a dude, all right. And you don't, if you a dude and you want a chaste woman, you know, a quiet woman, a woman that doesn't live a certain type of lifestyle. If you go to the strip club and you meet a dancer and you want to date a dancer, then you got to accept the dancer's lifestyle. Yep. You got to accept By that. You got to accept that means. that's who look, she is. You, you can't, can't go into that. And you cannot, right. you cannot be jealous hearted with that either. You can't go, well, you can't I met you. That emotion. I met you in the club and I gave you a relationship. I thought that you would settle down. Well, that's not what we discussed. Mm. You can't be letting these dudes touch you like that. Like, bro, right. That's what she knows. If that's, on, but that's who she was when you met her. And see, mm -hmm. that goes on the you know opposite what? side of the spectrum, too. Absolutely. If, if a woman wants a bad boy. Right. You want a bad boy? If you're you dating, thug, if you you're dating right. Yeah. If yeah. you decide you to date an idiot thug. If you date an idiot thug, expecting to be an idiot thug the rest of the way. I'm glad you said that because now I got I want to ask this question too because mm -hmm. this happens a lot, especially with um, when guys address the way that women dress. Mm -hmm. When it's like, okay, well, when you met her, she had on a mini skirt, the tight clothes, this and this and that. 
you put her in a relationship, should she change her appearance now because she's in a relationship? If she wants to. Okay. At the end of the day, if she wants to. If if you're expecting any change, like, well, first thing you have to talk about, you know, like, core issues and ancillary issues. So you got, like, core things, like, does she believe in God? Yeah. Does she want kids? Mm -hmm. Does she want to get married? Then you got, like, the ancillary BS, like, she likes cinnamon-flavored toothpaste and you don't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just buy two tools of toothpaste. Just buy two tools of toothpaste and you don't. So what you have to understand from the very beginning is, who are you dealing with at the core of that person? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it, like for example, when it comes to whether she's a dancer. Mm-hmm. When you met her, if she's a dancer, does she tell you in so many words that dancing is her vocation and that's what she wants to do and that's where she wants to take it and that's her career path? Is she dancing because she's, you know, getting her money together to go to school, to be a nurse, et cetera, et cetera? Like, you have to know who this person is at the core. If the miniskirt is your deal, if the miniskirt is your issue, then don't ever get with the woman that wears the miniskirt. miniskirt. That's it. Because that's, that's who she was. Because that's who she was I've dated dancers. I've dated good girls. I've dated church girls and everything. But at this point, I think I, if this relationship I'm in now doesn't work, I think I'm going full Amish. I want me an Amish woman. Just get, <laughs> here's the thing. Just get, just, just get you a good woman. Yes. But, just get you a good woman. Hey, and, and, good, and good women can have bad girl sides. Yes, of course. You know? Yes. Good, good you women. You can take you might be a, you a take a, and Wu-Tang concert. Right. Well, look, I mean. Right. I mean. Well, <laughs> you know what? And maybe even Yolanda Adams on side. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, Switch it up a little. Yes. <laughs> the, 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 the point is. I would say this, and I'm doing a lot of speaking about the other side, and in my coaching, I deal with that, but also in my coaching, it's all about you too. Mm -hmm. It's about who you are. You have to be able to take an inventory of who you are as a person, Mm -hmm. what it is you bring to the table other than an appetite. Because those things will guide and lead and direct you into where you're going. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are a God-fearing, church-going girl, then why would you want anything except a God-fearing, church-going man? Well, they say opposites attract. They, oh! Come on, oh, yeah, yeah, I got it. No, 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 Come on, John. I think you triggered him, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think I got one. God bless you. Come on, John. Talk to me. Talk to us, John. Don't do me like that, John. Talk to him. Let's go. I'm going to say this one time. One time. No. You might need to say it multiple times for the people in the back. (laughs) For the people by the hot dog stand. They ain't listening. For the people in the back, listen up. If you're at the concession stand, put down the beer and hot dog. <laughs> One thing that Mr. Sawyer can't stand uh-huh. okay. are phrases that are misused, incorrectly used, or incomplete. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's... Opposites attract. And then they fight. Opposites attract and then they fight. Because mm-hmm. what happens is the opposites of them come to the fore. Mm. 
And then that causes all the fights. You Because what happens, the things that you are similar on is in that ancillary category mm-hmm. with the toothpaste. Come on, come on. Mm-hmm. And the things that you are that you are truly opposite about are mm-hmm. core issues that sooner or later become the issues that destroy your relationship. Well, it's like you can't still, have OCD well, but no, and but, be dating a junkie person. Right? That ain't gonna but get the, like you said earlier, that. though, too, that comes with communication. If you are opposite, you communicate, you get to know the person that you're dealing with, correct? If it's a, well, if, stand on song, but, but wait a minute, mm-hmm. if, if, if it is a deal breaker, why stay with a deal breaker? Why stay in a situation with somebody who has a fatal relationship flaw? Mm. It's fatal. Right. It's right. going to kill it. Yeah. Okay? You know what in, in that term, though? it's like in that terms it's like a cancer. Mm-hmm. It can either be a quick acting cancer, mm-hmm. like pancreatic cancer that when you get the diagnosis you're basically dead. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it can yeah, be a gone. slow moving cancer that takes 10 years where you fight it. Kind of like you, love you, you fight it, you beat it, you fight it again, you beat it, you go through all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if it's a cancer but it ultimately is terminal, why would you introduce that into your relationship? Why would you introduce that into your reality? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you have a finite amount of years on this. Because sometimes with attraction and people seeing something that they want, not necessarily need, they'll, you know, take into consideration a want. Like, I know this person isn't good for me, right. but I at least want it once. So right. I'm a, I'm willing to waste your time on what I basically waste your time just to get okay. to this point and complain later. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, story time with Mr. Sawyer. Let's go, Mr. Sawyer. Alrighty, get your books out. When I was about 22, I was with a girl and I bought my first now, car. How old are you now? You look 25. I'll be 41 next month. God bless you. Okay, God bless okay. you. So, I was buying my first car and it came down to a Pontiac Grand Prix. And a sob. And I saw the sob and I wanted the sob. Mm. And I looked at that, I'm like, yeah, I want that. Now mm-hmm. I was the girl I was dating at the time worked at a car dealership. So I'm at her dealership. Because I'm getting the employee hookup, because you know, mm-hmm. homie hookup. I got you. Right. <laughs> so I'm looking at that sob and I want that sob. And she looks at me and goes, Don't get that one. I go, why? It's the one I want. I can I can afford it. She goes, You can purchase it, but you can't afford it. And I'm going, what are you talking about? She's like, the maintenance, the, the the upkeep, everything that goes along with it. You can afford the car payment, but you can't afford the car. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to relationships sometimes, you may be able to get the person. You may be able to make the down payment, but you may not be able to afford the upkeep. Mm-hmm. You may not be able to afford the maintenance. Well, and, and, that, and mentally. And, and that ma- yeah, that maintenance can be money, and that maintenance can be time. And the one thing that they ain't making more of is time. Well, mm-hmm. rule, like I said to y'all earlier, Rule Forty Eight, Plot Twelve comes for all of us. So if you want to waste your time and be in a relationship that's not going to bear any fruit, then by all means, be my guest and water that plastic plant. But if you want something more substantial, more significant, right? You you got to you got to put your time into something that grows. So. But if you're a person that just enjoys wasting your time, then waste your time. Don't bitch when it doesn't work out. Righteous. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Playboy shoe. Uh, you over there slacking. <laughs> I, see, when you, you're killing me, but. <laughs> All right. Um, 
in this new day and age, man, um, is polygamy the new normal? Is polygamy the new normal, and is it safe in today's society? Can I can I answer that one for you? Uh, sure. You, you, sure. I don't think I don't think polygamy is the new normal. What I I think but people I think people safe? misunderstand polygamy, mm. and what I mean by that is. People look at the sexual side and say, oh, I can have two wives. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. But they don't understand that. In polygamy, you have They're looking to, at everything on the surface. Yeah. You yeah. have to be able to take care of these two. Mm -hmm. It ain't no just, I got two wives and now I can have sex with two women. No. You have to be able to afford to take care of these two right. wives. Right. So like my man said, you might be able to buy a car. Right, right, but right. you can't keep up Put the maintenance down, on this. Down, keep <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, because, because we're not even because we're not even talking about a financial implication. We're talking about an emotional implication. Mm -hmm. Like you have to, you yeah. have to Mental be. As well. I mean, emotional. it is two anniversaries. It is two birthdays. It is mm -hmm. two Valentine's days. And it is you, two Christmases. And for those who live yeah. with one woman, you already know how much that can run you up and a then, wall. Right, now, right, you right. Add but two? see, uh, but look, that's not also counting the kids, the children. Yeah, you know. So I don't think it's I don't think it's a new normal. I don't think it's any more or less normal than what's already been in our society. Um, I think it's hard to upkeep if you don't have a particular mindset going into it. And I think you have to be the kind of person that already kind of had that on your mind. Like that's not that's not something that you just wake up in the morning and choose. Yeah, I want two wives. <laughs> or or for a woman to wake up and go, eh, I, I want to share my husband. Right, and and the thing about that is, is as we speak about that, that's only from a masculine perspective. That's a phallocentric reality because mm -hmm. you don't see women getting more than one husband. Mm -hmm. right. It's always a man getting more than one wife, and it ain't exactly Hugh Hefner that, that we we talking about here. Oh man, because once they we don't even want to start sink, on Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Well, and everything that's going on over my, now. My my thing about the the polygamy and things of that nature. Usually when I see the men, they're trash-ass men. <laughs> like, when do you ever see, like, uh, a polygamous marriage where dude is just like Tyson Beckford? Where it's just like, yeah, I'm on it. It's usually some dude with, like, three stomachs and four chins. And you look and go, how did you bag the one you had, let alone the three others? It, 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 it ain't always money. Sometimes, buddy, pulled out that wallet. <laughs> well, the reality of it is, Daddy. what's interesting about that is, it's not even really the money because he can only legally marry one. Mm -hmm. So the rest of them are getting public assistance. Mm -hmm. So it's not his money. He ain't got the money. The government, we, the taxpayers, <laughs> pay for that. Maybe we should go over and get dinner or something if there's more than one wife and you know they got a big kitchen or something. Mm -hmm. Since we're paying for it, mm -hmm. we might as well go get something to eat. Right. What you think? They're, they're concubines. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, they're wives. Concubines well, are a whole you other know. thing. You're, you're getting biblical on me now. We're going to keep it where we at. We're going to go down there. We're going to keep it VA, baby. All right. Well, look, I'm a... Okay. What's going on? Oh, 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 you waiting on me now. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah. So look, <laughs> you slow rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I was a youngin', I had an OG tell me one time. He said, let me tell you the three things that can mess up a marriage. Okay. He said... Finances, communication, mm -hmm. and sex. Mm -hmm. So my question to you, Mr. Sawyer, mm -hmm. is of the three, which one have you noticed to be the biggest power struggle in relationships? Number two, because if you knock out number two, one and three go away. Okay. If, if you have good, good communication is like 
an ounce of prevention. And an ounce of prevention beats a pound of a cure any day of the week. Okay, okay. So if, if you're practicing proper maintenance in the communication piece, mm-hmm. then you can talk about the money. Mm-hmm. You can talk about the sex. You can talk about anything. You can talk about who cuts the grass. So communication is the antibiotic that kills all the other okay. infections. So look, okay. And with that, though, communication does also have to be comprehension. Yes, comprehension comprehension is key to communication right. because it's not just saying words. Mm-hmm. It's not just saying words. It's hearing and understanding the words that are coming out of your mate's mouth. Right. So there, there is that. But again, it goes back to are you listening to comprehend or are you listening to respond? If you're simply listening to respond, then you're going to be in a world of hurt because now you're just talking at each other mm-hmm. and not to no each other. No solutions ever come about. Now, yeah. some may consider that's the way love goes, though. Love shouldn't be that complicated. It should it shouldn't be that complicated. Now we're getting into love and loving and then to do with communication. Because communication it has a lot to do with it. Communication it? works in every facet of your life. Think of any think of anywhere in your life where better communication won't make the situation better. I mean, yeah. I'm talking and I'm talking about your right. I'm talking about that, relationship that with love because your job but see but if your you have, family yes if you have love within yourself though you have to be able to communicate I don't have to love my with boss to communicate no, I, was, no, I, was I don't love my boss communicate with my boss right. properly and have them communicate with me they don't even have to like me but the but as long but as we if, if, there's if, a difference if, between love and respect okay because okay okay there's a difference between love and respect that makes sense that so I will go say that there's been plenty of times where if my boss would have just explained something a little bit more clear mm-hmm. you know things could have got done different and they just be like oh well go do this and you're like well how do I do it? I don't know just get it done then you get it done and they're like well why you do it that way like motherfucker you told me just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well <laughs> you know what I mean but, and I don't love them right, but it's like right. just if you would have just had a little bit more respect to communicate it a little bit better, we could have been on the same page with this. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, but, but to your point about the love piece, because I don't want to gloss over that. Love and respect live in the same house. You know, they live in the same house. They they might have separate bedrooms, but they're all in the same hall. Okay. So you, you can't love someone without respecting them. If you respect that person in a relationship, then you care about what they think, feel. Mm-hmm. So you will listen if for no other reason. Sometimes I listen to my woman with no intention of responding. None. Zero. Does that I, work? Hmm? Does that work? Absolutely. Yes, it does. Because, <laughs> some, because sometimes your mate just needs to be heard. That's it. Sometimes your mate don't need you to say nothing. Sometimes I will talk to my lady and I will say to my, my lady will say something to me and I'll say to her straight up, do you want me to respond or do you want me to just listen? <laughs> and do you know how many arguments that evades and avoids? Yep. Because if I'm if she says to me, I just want you to listen, I'll sit and I will just right. listen because she's See, telling me I really don't want your opinion about this. I really don't want because how many times? But have see, you, well, how many times have you got, to listen? How many times have you gotten to an <laughs> argument with your partner, mm-hmm. and your partner says something like, "I ain't even ask you that." How many times has your partner said, "I ain't even need you to say anything"? Mm-hmm. How many times did your partner give you that energy that she really didn't want your opinion? Mm-hmm. She just wanted your ear, right? Because sometimes your partner, male or female, sometimes your partner just wants you to sit with them. 
in the moment. Like you've, you've been around people sometimes that's just been hurting. Like maybe they had a relative pass away. Okay. And you go over to the house to see them and they sitting there in silence. Sometimes they may want you to give them an encouraging word. Like, Hey, I'm here for you. And, and you had a bunch of things to say. Sometimes they may just want you to sit down on the couch next to them and just breathe and just take it in and let them work it out until they say something. And that's what you have to understand about all of your relationships, especially the romantic interpersonal relationships. Mm -hmm. But just in a general sense, there are times when it is just prudent for you to be there in the moment and listen. Because sometimes even you will go to somebody and go, I just got some shit to get on my chest. Mm -hmm. and, and, you, and you mean that. Mm -hmm. I just need to get this off my chest. Just be a friend, be a confidant, be a supportive, and support me by letting me just express. More relationships end and more arguments happen and more things develop because of the words that are said that shouldn't have been. Think about that. Think about the number of arguments and disagreements that you've had with somebody that you said something that you look back at and man, if I hadn't said that, it wouldn't have took it there. Mm -hmm. If I hadn't did that, if I hadn't said that, it wouldn't have went left. It went left because I said this and then they said that and then I felt like I had to respond. So then I had to say this. So then we said that. And now we just playing, you know, verbal tennis. So I got a question. Do you think that comes from a lot of times when we do communicate? that we actually interpret what someone says our own way instead of taking what they're saying at face value. Oh yeah. Yes. Yes, because we are because we all are walking around wounded and don't know it. Okay. We all are walking around with festering wounds and scars and cuts and scrapes and abrasions on our souls mm -hmm. and on our beings that go untreated. And then we get around each other and we bleed on each other. And we interact with each other because we don't know that we hurting. Because our scars are invisible to us. But then the people around us have scars that we don't see. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just turn into children. And what I mean by we turn into children, you hit somebody, somebody hits you, what do you do? You hit them back. And you hit them back because you want them to understand and feel what you're feeling in that moment. Mm -hmm. I'm in pain because you hit me. Now I'm going to reciprocate so that you can understand the pain that I'm feeling. So we're all touching our wounds and our scars and our cuts because we don't know where we're wounded, where we're scarred and where we're cut. Because a lot of us don't sit down and have those hard conversations. Mm -hmm. We don't sit. Being vulnerable, especially for the brothers, is a negative thing. It's, it's, it's a punk thing. And because we treat it that way, this toxic masculinity that we live with, deal with, and interact with causes us to react the way we act and deal the way we deal. But I do think that there are a lot of times that people don't listen to what they say, they listen to what they heard. Mm -hmm. Because what they heard doesn't have to be congruent mm -hmm. with what was said. And that happens a lot because you are bringing your pain into it. You're bringing your hurt into it. And sometimes the person you're dealing with don't know that that's a hurt spot. So they touch you there and you get punched and you go, well, what you punch me for? I just touch you on the arm. 
You didn't know there was a wound there. Right, right, right. Like, yeah. how was I supposed to know? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And you're lashing out and snapping on me. And you well, ain't never told right. me. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, I don't know. And why do we keep going back to communication? Mm -hmm. Why do we keep going back to communication? Because it's, it's key. It's, because sometimes, because sometimes you have to sit down with your mate, or you have to sit down with your homie, you got to sit down with your friend, you got to sit down with somebody, you got to sit down with, and you got to say, you know what? This isn't easy for me, but I need you to sit and listen because there's some things that, there's some it. things that you did that bothered me, mm -hmm. and I need you to understand why it bothered me. Mm -hmm. I mean, m my woman and I don't argue a whole lot. Mm -hmm. uh, Ninety-eight percent of the stuff we argue about is petty, and within five minutes we're laughing about it. Yeah, yeah. The two percent that's a problem. We have no problem in explaining this hurt me because. Mm -hmm. Because if you're with somebody who cares about you, their intent is never to hurt you. Mm -hmm. So once you reveal that this is a hurt place, okay, didn't know that. I'm, 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 I'll be sure to avoid that in the future. Right. And, I, and I apologize even by accidentally harming you. I'll make sure not to do that again. Mm -hmm. Right. Right, right. So, <clears throat> my question. Okay. Do you feel most stalemates happen because neither party wants to compromise? And why is compromise normally viewed with such a negative connotation in a relationship? Because compromise, in a lot of people's eyes, equals loss. Okay. And what people should understand about compromise and what compromise should feel like, compromise should feel like both sides walked away not getting everything they wanted. Mm -hmm. But getting something, right? Right. Okay. You got something, but you didn't get everything you wanted. That's true compromise. Both sides walk away with that feeling. Yeah. The problem that happens is compromise gets confused with victory. Mm -hmm. So when you have a stalemate, it's because both sides want to win. Mm -hmm. And the thing about war and the thing about a battle is that both sides feel like they're the good guy. Mm -hmm. it, it, it can't work if one feels like they're the villain. They both feel like the good guy. They both feel like they're on the side of justice and truth and yeah. honesty and being correct. Yeah. So the stalemate happens if I am right and you are wrong. Okay. If I am right and you are wrong, then the fight becomes I can't accept your logic. I can't accept your response. I can't accept anything that you're saying because at the end of the day, you are wrong and I am right. And then the other person looking at it the other way. The like, exact I'm same right way. And you wrong. Both <laughs> sides have yeah. to be the good guy. Mm -hmm. So... I think stalemates come from stubborn. Yeah. You got a lot of you got a lot of stubborn folk out here. You yeah. got a lot of folk that are used to getting their way all the time, and because the they get time, their way all the time, riding, they don't they don't know how to compromise. They don't know how to walk away from a situation. And go, you know what? I was an ass on that one. Mm -hmm. I, was just, I I was just dumb. Like yeah, mm -hmm. I, I gotta I gotta take that hell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes you just got to take your L. Yep. It's yours. You own it. Probably. You, you, know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jordan's best record was 72 and 10. That's 10 losses. Right. The best record in the NBA is 73 and 9. That's nine losses. You got to take your L sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. So, but yeah, I think that's what happens. It, it comes to a winner's mindset. And that that's what causes the contention okay. from that's what the, I experienced. Another part of that, do you think that comes... Um, that can also, you know, that failure of a compromise comes from the fact that one party may be looking for what they want to happen before they reciprocate. 
Yeah, I mean, and, that, and that's a selfish piece, but I mean, that that becomes a question. Do you want to be right? Or you want to be happy? Yeah, I'd rather be happy. Yeah, me too. Amen. I, I I'd rather be happy, especially Amen. if the argument, the conversation is not consequential to my life. Mm-hmm. Like if we're arguing about pink lemonade versus yellow lemonade, like that's mm-hmm. nothing. Just give me something to drink. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you know. So I, I think you, I think all relationships and all individuals you have to know when to pick your battles. Mm-hmm. You have to know. Okay, this, this is something I always say all the time: Is this the hill you want to die on? Like you're, you're gonna have many hills that you're gonna have to to climb in your life and fight for. Mm-hmm. When when you get to these types of discussions, ask yourself: Is this the hill you want to die on? If it's not the hill you want to die on that you would rather just get on with the rest of your day, mm-hmm. just get on with the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's something really that important, something that connects to your principles, connects to your soul, connects to your being, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But more often than not, this it, more often than not, arguments you have are arguments you're not going to remember 10 years from now. Facts. Hell, sometimes within that same week. With, within that same week. About, so right? you, you forget what you was even arguing about. So why make it what it is when it ain't? Mm-hmm. You, you're making it bigger than it needs to be. That's making the mountain out of a molehill. There you go. <laughs> so the stalemate piece comes from I got to be right and I'm going to be right no matter what. Mm. And there are some people that go, I'm going to be right no matter what. I'm going to be just, right. They just want to win. I'm, I'm going to win and, and, I ain't, and I ain't accepting nothing less. And there you go. And that's, that's, that can that can be detrimental too, because sometimes in relationships, when you look at it from that perspective, it's like if your primary objective is to win, win, win. It's like, well, what are you doing to your mate in the process? Because you either pushing them away, or they just like, you know what, you're unbearable. Why would you want to be in a relationship where you win, win, win all the time? Because doesn't that make your mate the loser? Yeah. So what does that say about what you think about that person? That, you see people, what I'm saying? You know, some people have entitlement, man, and it's just their... If your goal is to dominate and bully win. your mate in every argument and in every conversation, then what value are you putting on your mate? Right. What are you right. saying? What are you saying about your mate to your mate in that moment? Right. I beat you. <laughs> right. Like, no, that's how they look at it, that's though. Childish. Look, you know what I'm saying? That's childish, yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah, it's, childish. It's, it's childish, it's petty, and in the end, you lose. Mm-hmm. You, you, you win the day, but you, you win the moment, but you lose the day. Mm-hmm. My favorite saying, you win the battle, but you lose the war. You lose the war. <laughs> and it, it, you lose a war, and it's a protracted war, and it's a war that you was the only one fighting. Because your mate probably didn't care that much. Yeah, they, right. bowed, they bowed out three battles ago. They're right. Like, right. <laughs> they bowed out three battles ago. They started thinking about leaving you two battles ago, and then after the last battle started packing. There you go. So you so you won all the arguments, but you came home to a home that's not a home anymore. Yeah. Because he or she done moved out. Mm-hmm. Good for you. Moved out and moved on. Yeah. Good for you. You yeah. won the lemonade conversation. You, you <laughs> lost your partner. And and let's be honest. Yeah. Good relationships are hard to come by in this new era of dating and the internet and swipe right and tyranny of choice and everything else that goes along with it. It's even harder to find a good one. But you got your pink lemonade, though. Right? No, no. <laughs> right now. Yeah, you got your lottery. Right. <laughs> Drink up with no sugar. Yeah, yeah. And just be bitter. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Don't do that. Oh, Amen to that. All right. I got one last question. Okay. How does one find a healthy balance in all the different aspects of their lives? Home, relationship, work. And as well as themselves. 
you you got to prioritize. Find that find that balance. You have to prioritize. Mm-hmm. You definitely have to prioritize. I I'm a big believer in writing things down. When you write things down, the thing becomes the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So write down. Do a pie chart. Do something. Take make a list mm-hmm. of, of what you're giving your time to, and ask yourself: Are you giving your time to the things you want to give your time to? Mm-hmm. If you're giving, like for me. I've had an epiphany about working and that I was giving, we give a lot of our time to our jobs, mm-hmm. but your job will replace you in a heartbeat. Exactly. Righteous. You, Amen. you die today in two Amen. days, your job will be filled huh? as soon as they can get the applications. Huh? Man. Yes, sir. They look at, matter of fact, they might be looking at your replacement while you're still alive. Why you right. still there? Yeah. So yeah, while, of course they are. Now, I just I'm, had that conversation the other day with someone. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not being negative about doing good at your job. You should mm-hmm. do well at your job. You're getting paid to do it. Do well at it. But I see a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on their job and on working. Mm-hmm. And then the relationship falls apart or the family falls apart. So you got to prioritize. You have to think about. What matters to you, you know, your legacy, you know, people aren't going to like people may remember that you spent 30 years at the post office, but do they remember you were a good father? Right. Right. You know, they might remember you spent 25 years as a teacher, but do they remember that you were a loving, doting mother? Mm. So you, you have to prioritize. You have to put you have to tell yourself where you want to dedicate yourself and focus on that. Now, for some people, it's money. And if it's money and that's your jam and that's your thing, God bless you. Go for it. Be that. And some is the fear, too. Because I know, like, um, even with my job, sometimes it's like, you know, we work a lot. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, for me, sometimes it stems from, okay, I know where me and my family came from. I worked hard to get us here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so in order to keep us from going back to where we came from, you know, sometimes I may have to sacrifice time with the wife, right, time with, with the kids, time with myself, so that way I can continue to, you know, keep us where we're at. Stay. So, well, sometimes well, sometime it's fine as long as it's not all the time. time where right. you might be like, you know what? They want me to come in and work today. Right. F it. I already got plans right. to go do this, this, and well, that, and this is what I'm going to do. All I all I know for certain is I've never known anybody on their deathbed go, man, I wish I had more money. Yeah. They always say, I wish I had more time. More time. Yep. You know, yep. I wish I spent more time with the grandkids. Mm-hmm. I wish I spent more time with my husband or with my wife. I wish I spent more time with my kids. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say go into the poor house because you're not working. Like, of course, make money, support your family, live the life that you want to live. But... You know, your your kids, they may like the big house, but they're going to like the trip to Bush Gardens more because they're going to remember that daddy was there or mommy mm-hmm. was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you, you got to sacrifice see, a couple but, hundred dollars, man. Just but to, you see, I, I, like, like, I'll be yeah. honest, like I'll be honest about myself. There are moments where I just don't want to do anything, where I just mm-hmm. want to sit in my house and just chill. But then my my lady will be like, well... The daughter wants to go to the beach. And we live across the street from the beach. Mm-hmm. Like, we live a walking distance from the beach. Okay. So, yeah, I ain't really trying to go, you know, because it's packing up chairs and taking the umbrella and taking the speaker. Being lazy. Be, being lazy. I ain't so that was my plan for the day, to be lazy. <laughs> that was my plan. I, I woke up and chose lazy. That's right. <laughs> I worked but, hard for it. 
<laughs> you say you worked hard for Yeah, I worked hard <laughs> to be lazy today. But it's my daughter. Yeah. She's getting older. Yeah. I, I, I want her to have memories. My woman always reminds me. She always says, I don't want her to always have memories of just me and her doing stuff. Mm -hmm. I need you there in the picture, too. So I'm choosing lazy, but I'm choosing lazy as I'm sitting on the beach watching my daughter play in the sand the same way she's played since she was a baby. Mm -hmm. Like, she, she has this thing where all she does is shovel, pat the sand, throw it over her shoulder. <laughs> shovel, pat the sand, throw it over her shoulder. Like, she's eight. I would think that she would be more evolved and do something that she hasn't been doing since she was two. Mm -hmm. But she does that. But in that moment, you know what happened, fellas? I looked over at her mother, and I said, look at her. She's doing the same thing she's been doing since she was two. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I caught the moment. Mm. In that moment, that was the moment. That was the reason for me being there. Mm -hmm. The reason for me being there was to be in that moment and see that moment in that moment. Yeah. Because that, because that's the dad moment. Yeah. That's, that's the moment when she's 18 and she's walking across the stage, getting her high school diploma, getting ready to go off to college or do whatever she wants to do. I, as dad, am going to see that moment, exactly. but remember this sand. moment. Mm -hmm. You're going to remember the right. sand. I'm going to remember like, the sand. I remember. And, and also in seeing that, too, as, as they get older and still do some of the same things, it takes you down that road where you're like... <laughs> My baby getting big, but I remember when you was two and you did that same thing. You went right. in there, pat, pat, right. flip over your shoulder. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, it's, but it speaks to the prioritization that you have to make. Mm -hmm. I, I woke up and chose lazy, mm -hmm. but the priority is making sure my daughter has that moment. Yeah. I have that moment And then you her. still got your lazy moment, though, because yeah. you just sitting there like, well. And I still managed to squeeze my lazy in. <laughs> I listened to a lot of Tribe Call Quest and a lot of Bob Marley just sitting on the beach watching the 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 shore you know the mm -hmm. waves hit the shore so you just got to prioritize your life you have to prioritize what's important to you and make sure that what's important to you makes it to the top of the list mm -hmm. and what you have to do for yourself and your family goes into the appropriate slot on the totem pole right. you know the people don't talk about and this is one of those phrases that gets used incorrectly mm -hmm. people talk about being on the bottom of the totem pole is the bad place the bottom of the totem pole is the most exalted place because the bottom of the totem pole is the place that's closest to earth. Mm. It is the place that keeps you grounded. Okay. So when you think about that, make sure that what's at the bottom of your totem pole is what's keeping you grounded every day. Mm. Your family, Sweet. your friends, your, your other loved ones, your mm. passions. Yeah. That's the yeah, bottom okay. of the totem pole. All right, so I got one last question for you also. Sure. Uh, why is sex the first thing that dies in a marriage? If you think sex is the first thing that dies in the marriage, then you didn't you didn't pay attention to the passion that died before that. Hey, look, because I'm asking because you know I, I talked to so many old heads, man. You know, even before I got married or something, mm -hmm. like, man, I'm telling you, you get married, man, don't need to sit and have sex no more. And it's like, well, why? Why is that the first thing that comes up? And you know, it's like most people consider it the first thing that dies. Mm -hmm. They can say like, just you know, just to give context, it'll mm -hmm. be like, uh, you know, some people say, oh well. You know, the kids, bills, this expectation, that. And it's like, but those same expectations are there as boyfriend and girlfriend a lot of times. You know what I'm saying? So it's like nothing really changed except for the fact that, you know, you ringed up now. 
In my experience, mm -hmm. I'll break it down like this. If you think of your relationship as a fire, mm -hmm. if the sex is popping and everything is energetic, it's a wildfire. Bam! Fire! Flames all over the place. Burn, baby, burn. Sometimes flames can be good. <laughs> <laughs> your relationship should not be a wildfire. Okay. Mm. Your relationship should be a nice, mellow smolder. It's too good to be true. It's, it, to be you you got to keep... <laughs> look, right it, when I'm chilling... Yeah, it is. Okay, one of the things that the the lady and I love to do mm -hmm. is sit by a fire pit. Oh, that's, at my, my, that's my thing. At my old house, that. we had a fire pit in the backyard. That's I live in an apartment now, that so I don't have that action. Yeah. But fire pit, that was our jam. Yes, now... If you just keep a rip-roaring fire trying to go, that's going to be exhausting. And you're going to run out of wood real quick because you're trying to keep this big rip-roaring blaze. Mm -hmm. If you keep it mellow and you got a nice mellow fire working, it's going to keep the heat and it's going to last longer without you trying to keep constantly throwing wood and gas on it to keep it going. Yeah, keep throwing the, wood on it. The, this, <laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. I had to know Cousin was going to take it. Man, man, I appreciate it. Wide open I, yeah, I, I, was like, hey. I, I threw the punch and I left all this here yeah. open. And he just warmed yeah. the ribs. Warmed yeah. the ribs right yeah. on up. But the, the <laughs> sex is a barometer of other things. Mm. The sex is a barometer of passion. It's a barometer of energy. It's a barometer of excitement. It's a barometer of communication. Because oftentimes, sex goes by the wayside when other things aren't being addressed. And they would be addressed if the communication was in place. If you get that communication right, so many things can fix itself. Because if you're, not commu if you're communicating, you can go, um, it's been a week. Is there a reason? It's been two weeks. It's been whatever. Is there a reason what's up? And there can be a conversation that can happen. Mm -hmm. But to me, like I said, people get caught up in this, well, we had sex all the time. And now it's a national holiday. <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> Most all planning a cookout just to get some ass. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I got the ribs going. I'm going to put these ribs on. They don't come in the house. You know, International Shoestring Day today. Uh -huh. right? so, you know, mm -hmm. I got some shoestrings by the bed just in case I'm, she was wondering. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put these hot dogs on and then I'm coming in and you know what you're getting. <laughs> Throw this meat on your grill real quick. <laughs> Now. Right, it's a whole cookout, man. Right. If, if your moment of sex is a national holiday, then it's because you screwed up some other stuff the other 364 days. Yep. And you're lucky yep. that 365 is happening. So, you know, it, it it goes because the passion goes. And the passion can be fixed by doing really, really, really simple stuff. Like, your mate, whether male or female doesn't require as much as you think. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, okay. No, no, yeah. Your mate don't require, don't require much. Your, your mate doesn't require much. You can't much. afford that car, bro. Uh -huh. You can't afford the car, I, huh? Man, look at <laughs> Well, here's, here's the reason why I say that. 
Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm leasing with the option to buy. <laughs> and here's the reason why I say that. More often than not, we're not giving our mate what they want because either we don't ask or we don't listen. We give them what we want them to have sometimes instead of giving them exactly what they asked for. But see, sometimes they might not ask and they expect you to automatically know. Or you might be dealing with a know-it-all. Sometimes you I may not have what you want. That's all I got. Well, <laughs> That's all I got. Well, if they have not told you, why have you not asked? Ooh, yeah, well, yeah. See, that goes that goes into that state of the union, right? But see, right. that's that see, communication. That's that, right. that's that's that state of the union. That's yeah, that. Sometimes you yeah. can ask, and they'll say, "Well, I don't know." <laughs> well, get, well, <laughs> you know, well, like, well, that's a good answer. Get at me when you have it, but know that I'm here. I love you. I'm listening, it. and I'm ready to hear it. And I'm ready to accept it when you're ready to deliver that information to me. You're ready Just to not on Saturday yes. when I'm trying to watch the game. Oh, there you go. Man. That's you the way that, love goes. You in that game. That's the way love goes. You, you in that game. I hope your team wins a lot. <laughs> and, look, who your team? and still. Who, who your team? Because you got hey, quiet as a church right, mouse. Uh -oh, uh -oh, all right, people. Uh -oh. So it's been nice to have you all here today. Look, I'm never getting invited again. Wait a minute. He didn't want to disclose his team. Really? <laughs> well... Well, I play for the Cucamonga Cracker Killers. There you go, man. Stop that man. Well, go ahead and reveal your team, man. Everybody know who my team is. Everybody man. don't know. He just asked you. Cowboys. Okay, then. The man just we asked went, you. We won a yeah, lot of man, games. We may not you win know, the big game. Well, you know who the Cowboys are? The Cowboys are that dude that went to high don't school. Do it. Don't do it. That dude that went to high school and threw for two touchdowns uh, in the state championship uh, 30 years ago. Al Bundy. And they, and they still driving by the school. Al Bundy. And y'all still talking about my two touchdowns from 30 years ago. No, we don't. You do. You're still talking to 15-year-olds who so don't even talk, know who you are. When I talk about the new touchdown, y'all be like, yeah, man, but well, that was like 30 for, years ago. I threw still. for two hey, touchdowns against that, Booker T. Washington High School. Hey, look, but I did it, though. Hey, look, hold wasn't on. That Al Bundy? I did it, though. Al Bundy, man. Man, like, Al Bundy hey, had four touchdowns jacket on <laughs> from Polka. Yeah, but look, but 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 I did it though. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. May not be able to do it now. If a, if but a I child did. was born the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl, they could go rent a car. Uh, yeah. <laughs> on their own. Mm -hmm. The last time Jordan won, I'm gonna nobody talk about that. Well, yeah. I'm not a Bulls. Fan. The Bulls still playing. Oh, I'm not a Bulls yeah. fan. Well, look, <laughs> in other news, fellas. Yes. Uh, this has been the third time we tried to give away this gift card. So today, this gift card is officially canceled. Okay, ain't nobody get the joint yet, man. What's crazy is we had twenty-one top viewers, mm -hmm. and we're sitting at twenty now. Y'all don't know what the joint is, man. So look, we had a free gift card that we've been trying to give away. We done said the phrase to pays three times today, and you know no what? one tapped in. You know what, bro? Because I'm a man for the people. You gonna give it to him? Because I'm a man for the people. We're going to give him one more shot. We're going to give him one more shot. We're going to give him one more shot. He said give him one more shot. Well, we'll try for next week then. I oh, was going to oh, cancel it. I was oh. going to cancel it. And then our next giveaway would be some... Um, well, how about this? How many some merchandise right or something. Now? Who watching right now? Uh, we got 23 total people watching right now. So if we tell them what the phrase is right now, uh huh. and if you got finger skills, however you got them, it's not my personal business. Okay. If you can type it in right now after we tell you what it is. Okay. The first one to get it. Are y'all listening? Got it. All right. Hey, we're going to tell y'all the phrase that pays. If your fingers are fast enough to be the first person to type it in. 
And we ain't gonna question how your fingers got that fast. It's yours. <coughs> All right. The phrase the page is. That's the way love goes. Church. That's the way love goes. Gave you the answer. Now, yes. your name better not pop up first. Is there any some gas right in You're like, I'm already here. Up, up, up. Yep. Somebody beat me? Yep. Somebody got you. Two people got you. Hey, All right, well, who was the first one of the two? The first one was uh, Kelly. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. Yeah, Kelly Glasgow is watching. Kelly, call in 757-964-9367. Wow. Yeah, she got it. All right. Congratulations. Got, got some got money. It. Yeah, that was shit. Everybody ain't going to question her finger skills. Hey, hey. <laughs> Whoever uh, Michelle Rose is. She tried and then she came back. She got typos. I can't even. <laughs> huh? I can't even. <laughs> yeah, you gotta spell it right. Yeah, uh -huh. it's right. a simple sentence. Wow. All right. Well, I mean, well, there it is. I guess next show we'll be giving away some some merch or something. You know, I was just at the point. Look, I'm tired of carrying this card around. I just want to get rid of it now. Oh, you, are you tired? Easily <laughs> slid that to your bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have no. made use of it. Kelly says she don't count. Okay. Yeah, because I told her in the two episodes. Oh. Yeah. You know, anybody who was affiliated uh, oh, so she affiliated? with me and cousin. Okay, well, who right behind her then? Michelle Rose. I'm going to choose honesty. You know I'm going to choose honesty today. Yeah. Okay. I know her. Okay. Okay. Okay, you know who? Michelle Rose? Yes. Yeah, but she ain't affiliated with us, though. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's all right. Yeah, so it was, it was right. those affiliated Michelle with Rose the, got it then. With the with the team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So okay. You, you still the team though. Don't, don't feel like you ain't the team, man. I, 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 I ain't what am I J V y'all varsity? Yeah, that's all. Okay. You 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 varsity. You mean like show <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. This, this, yeah. I gotta, Michelle Rose got it. I gotta admit, I've had more fun than you can shake a stick at. Yeah, that's what's up, man. See, you just keep throwing this damn quips out there. This is Michelle Rose. <laughs> the $50 gift card is yours. All right, so we will be getting in touch with you real soon to get that to you. Indeed that. All right, so uh, I think that's all my questions for the day, my guy. What about you? Um, I'm wiped. I'm done. Okay. Yes, sir. Right. I've, I've completely killed the whole experience. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. No, <laughs> no, sir. no, no. You've you actually good. brought life to it, man. And mm -hmm. I, appreciate I appreciate you showing up. I appreciate you coming. I appreciate yeah. being here. It's good Good to be here. I've enjoyed myself fully. Yes, Thank sir. You. Thank you. Most definitely. Most definitely enjoyed We're myself. Glad to yes. have you. And, and we will have you back for... Have you back. Yeah, you got the book coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah you I'm about to finish banging this book out. Once I bang this book out, then... All right. Well, look. Oh yeah. Wood on the grill. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some wood on the fire. Huh? Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, look. I got uh, Petty Murphy over here. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Hey, I'm just here to have fun today, man. So, I can look, we appreciate you coming through, man. You know, and uh. That's all I got, man. So you know who it is, people. Uh, shout out to Michelle Rose for winning the gift card. You know what I'm saying? And um, once again, it's your favorite cousin. And it's your playground partner. 
And we are the Bare Naked Truth Podcast with our cousin, Johnny Sawyer, and we are Audi. We out. Peace. Peace.